Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. I'm Mark Kastner. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joined by my co-hosts, Mickey Turner, Susie Rantz, Tim Foss, Beth Mantle, and Dave Clark. This has been an extremely weird podcast. How are they going to be able to handle that? Just the bottom line is they don't have an answer to that. There was never really a time when I was super concerned. Seattle did fine. There's a reason they got signed to first team contract. Very special guest, Brian Spencer, head coach of the Seattle Sounder. You know who he is. Brian how are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast, or I should say maybe a special episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. This is essentially a dual uh, job with Coffee and Valkyries. Uh, I'm Jeremiah O'Shan. Joining me today is Steve Vogt and Jacob Cristobal of Red of the Valkyries and uh, Coffee and Valkyries. We are going to talk about what, I don't know if the the enormity has entirely set in, but this is maybe the most significant news in, or one of the most significant pieces of news in rain history and in, 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 in women's soccer history in, the, in, in Seattle. Uh the rain are moving back to or moving to back to Seattle, but into Lumen Field, will they'll be playing all their home games in in twenty twenty two and for the foreseeable future. This is this is a huge deal. Yep. Uh, it, yeah, you're right, Jeremiah. It is uh, a significant. Uh, it's actually just a milestone day for the history of the club. I think if you were to put it down, it's like what are the major milestones for the history of the rain? It's obviously day one their existence uh playing as a, one of the inaugural founding clubs of the nwsl um and then you could probably then say the day uh the announcement was made that uh ol group uh who owns uh, olympic leonay uh, bought the club to give them the financial backing and stability that the club has needed to you know ensure its survival and then um this past august you know the the uh, Pacific Northwest experience where they finally got to play a game at Lumen Field uh, in front of 27,000 fans. And then yesterday, the announcement that they're returning to Seattle and um, are calling Lumen Field their permanent home. Yeah. And then, so I guess maybe let's, let's focus in on that PNW experience doubleheader. How important do you think that was to making this happen? I know this talks have been, have long predated that, but how big was that like a moment that just told everyone like whatever the risk is, it's, it's worth it. I think they mentioned it at the press conference yesterday that it basically seeing it actually play out, seeing the dream become a reality uh, gave everybody the confidence that, okay, we can do this. We now have seen, we now have a sample size of what the demand could look like and what the engagement and how the reaction uh, could be. And yeah, I think it only just re, uh, reassured um, O.L. Rain that, um, you know, they can make that successful pitch to uh, first and goal and Lumenfield and the Sounders and everybody else involved that, you know, we can uh, play here um, and that, you know, we can do a responsible, um, realistic rollout of, you know, uh, what that crowd is going to be like and then obviously leave room for it to get to bigger numbers to you know possibly once again you know reach that twenty seven thousand number and beyond 
Yeah, I mean, I think we, we've seen doubleheaders in the NWSL before, particularly in Chicago, where, um, you know, they'll sell a significant number of tickets for the games, but not a lot of people stay for the Red Stars game. So I think there was obviously some nervousness going into that about even if there's, you know, 35, 40,000 tickets sold, how many people are going to come for the rain? And I, I don't think you could ask anyone who was disappointed by the number that came out. 27,000 was huge. And, and the rain have said for years their biggest goal is to get people aware of them because if people show up for a game, they want to keep coming back. And that was 27,000 sets of eyes watching a game that now are going to be like, I can do that again. Yeah. I, I mean, I think without getting too much into that game, I, the thing that struck me about that was it was, you know, the, the, the attendance number was taken in like the 80th minute or something along those lines, but for the entire game, there was a, a pretty massive crowd there. I mean, well over 20,000 people were there from minute one to minute 90. It was not a soft, like that 27,000 was not a soft number at all. And I think that that's what kind of struck me is like the game felt like, you know, the stands weren't full, but it felt, you know, it felt loud. It felt alive. It felt, you know, it did not feel like they were playing in some cavernous uh, stadium. And, you know, when, when from what we're told, when they their plan is when they kick off next year, they're going to be playing in about a 10,000 seat capacity. We've seen plenty of Sounders games played in front of similar capacities, uh, both during the MLS era and certainly long before the MLS era when the Sounders were bringing, you know, a few thousand people into uh, then Seahawks Stadium. But even for, you know, CCL games, for Leagues Cup games, we've seen configurations that are going to be very similar to what we'll see for the NWSL games. But I mean, is 10, like how, how, how should we be looking at that 10,000 number? I mean, that would put them what second, if they were able to actually sell that out, they'd be, they'd be second in the league in attendance. Right. Uh, Yeah. Depending on what happens with angel city and their ticket sales. Right. But I mean, definitely if if 10,000 is not second, that's still not a problem. I think they would be thrilled to hit that number because that has been a target for years to say this is going to be a sustainable model and something that we can really realistically look at potentially, you know, Lumen Field is a long-term solution. So one of the big questions that has surrounded the Sounders time at Lumen Field is the way that they, the, the way the stadium feels like it oftentimes, you know, at times it has felt very much like a Seahawks stadium that the Sounders plan uh, that's gotten a little bit better over the years. Was there any talk at all about how, what can be done for the rain to make it feel like a rain home stadium that not just like they're staying at, you know, they're, they're sitting on the Sounders field or the Seahawks field. Um, I, I don't think they've gotten that far in kind of the planning yet, but I, just some of the things that are available at the stadium, I think are things that they haven't had an opportunity to use before, like the digital sideboards for the sidelines is they're going to be able to show their sponsors very easily. They're going to be able to advertise future rain games you know, up until the last year at Memorial Stadium, they didn't have a video scoreboard, so they couldn't even show replays. And now there's <laughs> going to be two gigantic ones at either end of the stadium where they can show their graphics. So I think there's a lot of opportunities and it's going to take um, some very kind of creative thought and maybe even expanding the um, the advertising team for the rain to really kind of seize those opportunities. Has there been much talk in that? I mean, because this is a big change, obviously, like going from... Chini Stadium, which is, you know, a, a, very much a minor league baseball stadium 
to someplace like Lumen Field, like just the inventory they have access to in terms of selling, in terms of tickets, in terms like everything is just blown up exponentially. Uh, and I would imagine that the rain back office staff is not yet built up to a point that is uh, really able to scale uh, for that yet. Has there was there talk of of how they're gonna or if they're going to scale up in, on the back office end? Um, publicly, no, but we can only uh, safely assume that privately that they know that they're going to need to open up some more positions for the back office staff because, yeah, they, they've never had before an opportunity to work in a facility like Lumen Field. Like, and I know that's one thing that fans have been kind of concerned about. Well, how do they market, you know, really to spread out that awareness for people to get to, to come to the games? Because in years past, it was, you can kind of visualize like that stop line for them in terms of like, how do they market out uh, the team and get people to come to games? So like on one hand, you have this very talented team that has some prolific players with international World Cup uh, pedigrees, but then you stop at a point in terms of marking them because you can't really say, yeah, this, you know, very talented team loaded with stars plays at a World War II era slab of concrete or this talented team of World Cup stars and internationals plays at a minor league baseball stadium that can be converted to a very small uh, soccer field. But now the team, the organization now can honestly say this world-class team plays at this very awesome, you know, very visually appealing stadium that, you know, everybody in this state and region, you know, has knows and is familiar with, like, you know, we have generations of uh, Puget Sound residents that were born and have grown up only knowing Lumen Field and know how to get there, have already figured out how to plan out a day, you know, coming out, you know, with whatever transportation they're going to get to. So they now have this opportunity to actually go do the whole circle of world, uh, world-class team, star players, uh, emerging talent. They're now playing at, you know, a stadium that everybody knows and is actually still visibly appealing to look at. You know, that, that does kind of strike me as pretty important. This is the first, like, it's, it's one thing to talk about, okay, when you step on the Lumen Field, it feels like you're at a world-class facility. But like you mentioned, this is a game changer in a lot of other ways, too. They've never had access like this from from public transit. They've never had access like this from uh, from from walking, from biking, from uh, from driving. Now it's like there is absolutely like Lumen Field, as anyone that's listening to this podcast knows, is as easy to get to as any stadium in the entire country. And forever, there have always been significant challenges of getting to rain games, even when they are at Memorial, which was reasonably centrally located. There was basically no parking and no easy transit to get there. Uh, When they were at Cheney, like plenty of parking, but boy, getting there from Seattle or even from around, you know, around anywhere around the Puget Sound was a real challenge. And you really only could drive there. That was almost virtually the only way you could get there is is to get in a car, a single occupancy car and drive there. Uh, This is an absolute game changer, I think, in terms of, who can attend games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just think about this concept. If you're from out of state and you want to fly in for the weekend to w- watch a rain game, you could basically land at SeaTac, hop on the light rail, boom, you're there at uh, the stadium within you know 30 minutes. 
and it presents so many more opportunities for people to make a day of it. Like at Cheney Stadium, you're basically your only option to pre-funk near the stadium was to go into the Fred Meyer or the teriyaki <laughs> shop out front. <laughs> it, you know, at Lewin Field, you've got the entire international district. You've got all of Pioneer Square. You've got so many options where you can go have a drink or have a meal before or after the game go to the game it, it makes the entire experience around it on top of just being in a high quality stadium so much more appealing so after the game on uh over the summer there was a lot of talk of like sort of like finally we did this do you think did you get a sense that people that, that there was a sense among players that this was an achievable thing that by 2022 they'd be playing all their games here I think there was kind of a, a an unspoken hope, but I think more realistically, people, players, and and Rain staff were probably thinking, "Hey, maybe this is something where we could do two doubleheaders or or right. like a, a weekend of games in the next year." And and so the fact that this happened so quickly, I think, caught people by surprise more than the fact that maybe it happened at all. Yeah, and I think too, as realistic as prior to yesterday's announcement was that you know, we could have seen uh, a scenario where like two or three games or even like half this, uh, their home schedule will be played at uh, Lumen Field, along with all the other factors around the Tacoma Stadium project, the necessity to get something done faster because of rising standards within the NWSL. I think they also just decided, look, if we do do any sort of like half Cheney, half Lumen, it's really just kind of teasing uh people a little bit more because like once you experience that high of if you were at the doubleheader or you know you were to experience another ol rain game at lumen field but then you then were then asked to go the following weekend back to cheney it's it's you know from a fan's perspective that would be quite the regression if not pretty much like oh that's a bummer so i think they all just decided let's just go full uh steam ahead on this permanent move all home games at lumen field um because, it, you know, it's like if they were going to do any sort of split version, it just kind of would be like um, a gradual step towards what, you know, ultimately we want. And we finally got it yesterday. I think there's also an advantage of starting this year where 2022 gives the team and in first and goal a year to kind of get everything in place. And then 2023 is the next Women's World Cup. And every time there's been a Women's World Cup, there's been a huge boost in, in attention and interest in the NWSL. So they're going to be ready to really seize that opportunity. You know, I wonder when was the last I, I feel like there, we've been in this situation before where the rain were trying to figure out where they were going to play. Is this the earliest that they've actually been able to make that? Like the fact that we know in December and they've got three or four months of lead time to sell tickets. When you look at like it, it, that doesn't sound like a lot in some ways, but when you look at their, what they've gone through in the past, I don't, I'm I'm sure they knew they were going to be playing at at Cheney last year, but it feels like they've had more years than not where they weren't really sure when they were going to be able to start selling tickets. It's definitely, I think the last two times they've moved, they've already started selling tickets to the old venue and then realized we need to change. So, so there was a little bit of delay in getting tickets available this year, but that had definitely a net benefit in terms of being able to go full throttle now and say, you're going to pick your seat at Cheney, at, um, Lumen Field and the tickets are available immediately. So that was 
I think it's going to be comforting for people to be able to know they're committing also now to a multi-year opportunity to just be in those seats. So one of the things I'm, I'm curious about when the, when the rain moved from Memorial to Cheney, there was this sense of, okay, we're leaving Seattle behind, but we're going to a new market that we think is really going to embrace us. Tacoma then did embrace uh, the rain and you know, there was a lot of positives to come from that. Uh, but, and, and I would imagine that there are, but there were a lot of hurt feelings when, when the rain left Seattle. I would imagine there are a lot of hurt feelings now when Tacoma, when, when the rain are leaving Tacoma to come back to Seattle. But what, on the balance, what's the sense that you guys get over the, the fan base temperature on this? Like, I, I think a lot of neutrals, or not neutrals, but people who are like Sounders season tickets like myself, are excited to be able to see like I went out and bought season tickets yesterday, by the way, like less than half the price often, like you can get basically the same ticket for about half the price or even less if you don't worry about the per game cost. Uh, so I would say like, it's a great deal, but like people like myself, I don't think are necessarily who are, you know, haven't been the people that have been like living and dying with the rain and supporting them through all this time. What's the temperature you think of the fan base right now about this move? Um, I, I get the sense that for the for the people who are really kind of going to be let down about this, the people who are in Tacoma and the South Sound, there, there's some disappointment, but it seems generally some understanding of, after hearing that the price tag of a Tacoma stadium was going to be upwards of $150 million and recognizing the, the financial realities of, of all the parties involved, particularly the city of Tacoma. And, and knowing that they're actually moving to Lumen Field and it's not just, hey, we're moving back to dilapidated Memorial Stadium or something, that it really is, this is a massive upgrade and a massive opportunity that really could not be had in Tacoma in the next couple of years. Yeah, Steve, is, uh, I, I agree with Steve. Uh, you know, Tacoma and the South Sound did absolutely show up when they were playing at Cheney. And um, I know... Fred Moore had said it at yesterday's uh, press conference, but also like the backroom staff and the players have all have said nothing but, uh, you know, appreciation for how uh, Tacoma and the South Town had welcomed the team and embraced them. And so I imagine the fan base, um, you know, like Steve said, is a little bit hurt about the move, but they also understand it because they are going to the premier venue in, um, you know, in, in the state. Uh, outside of um, New Key Arena. I refuse to call it by its uh, actual name. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, you know, the the disappointment, I think also is based around just the fact that the Tacoma Stadium project just, you know, is not going to happen because of the financial realities of how much it was, you know, it was going to cost. Um, but yeah, you know, I think um, outside of, you know, the disappointment for some fans of how convenient it was for them to get to Cheney from wherever they live, you know, it sounds like they're still going to come up to uh, Lumen to watch the, you know, to cheer on their team. Because again, Lumen Field has existed for a lot of people their lifetime. They know how to get up here. Um, and so, you know, that's um, their devotion to the team and the players is not, I don't think, going to wane or shrink or evaporate because of it. And presumably it's only getting easier really to get from the South Sound to Seattle, especially with, you know, light rail opening up in federal way, I think in a couple of years. And um, 
uh, obviously the light rail getting all the way to Tacoma is still a, a ways off, but it seems like there is potential for that transit, that, that transit corridor to get better. Uh, maybe not for driving, but at least for not having to drive, it's getting a little easier. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, this is an exciting time is, is the sense that you get that making it work full time, like in, like was, I don't know how much of a sense you could really get this from this yesterday, but do you think that the rain see this as maybe their forever home? Like if this works, there's no reason to, you know, like there's been chatter about Memorial getting refurbished and, and, you know, who knows, maybe that becomes like a, a decent little 7,500 or 10,000 seat stadium, but it would always seem to have drawbacks to playing at Lumen in front of 10 to 15,000 people every day. I think one thing that's been interesting with each of the rain moves is, is the, um, venue that they've been looking at potentially as their future home almost becomes obsolete by the time that it would be ready to open because the NWSL itself has grown and, right. and lifted so much. So, you know, 10,000 seats might not be enough in six years when Memorial Stadium is finished, in which case we're staying with Lumen. So I think right. unless there's some really compelling financial reason to say the Lumen field isn't working out, and in, and in that case, I don't know that we're even talking about the rain stain in Seattle anymore. Yeah, Mo moving to Lumen is um, one overdue, and it's uh, something the team and the players have needed to have happen for them for the longest time. But yeah, uh, like Steve said, the idea of returning to a rebuilt mem Memorial Stadium, at the end of the day, it's still going to be a building controlled by the Seattle School District. And so are we really going to uh, endorse the idea of a professional sports team, especially a women's a professional sports team, returning to a high school facility and being second banana to whatever rules, scheduling regulations, all the other businesses that the school district will prioritize over them? Um, it's, uh, yeah, I can't buy into that narrative like oh yeah let's rebuild memorial so they can go back there no lumen field is it for for this team and um it's it's almost also a bit of like a put up or shut up moment for uh this region in terms of yeah. how much do they really care about soccer and supporting uh women's sports because you know for the longest time we've all we've always heard that if they played at lumen i'll go to a game well this is your moment to put your money where your mouth is no, I think that's a that's probably a good place to end it and a good message to end on, which is this is a massive opportunity, not just for the rain, but for local soccer fans to show what they mean by supporting women's professional sports. Like this is a huge opportunity. The tickets are affordable. Uh, there really aren't any more excuses. And, you know, at least from my perspective, I look at this and there's every reason to think that it should work. Like it really should like uh, Lumen field promises to only get soccer, more soccer friendly over the years, especially with the 2026 world cup potentially uh, being played there. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm all on to this idea of the Sounders and rain sharing the stadium for the next 20 or 30 years. Same. All right. Well, uh, I think that's probably a good place to call it. Uh, Steve vote, uh, Jacob Cristobal, Ride of the Valkyries, Coffee and Valkyries. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Center at Heart podcast. Uh, make sure you, you guys are same feed. So hopefully you guys are already listening to their podcast. Uh, 
But otherwise, I'm Jeremiah Shan signing off, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Jeremiah.